Hey, welcome Kingdom Real Estate Investors to our Wednesday edition of the podcast show. This is an excerpt from our live real estate show we do every single week with business owners, real estate investors from all over the country. If you're enjoying this and you want to join us every week or see who our next guest is that we're going to be hosting this week, go to thekingdomrei.com forward slash live. That's thekingdomrei.com forward slash live to join us and register and again to see what special guests we'll be bringing on this week. Enjoy the episode. The thing I want to talk about today is you, I want you to ask yourself the question, how much is your time really worth? Like how much are you worth per hour? I mean, seriously, what, what is your, your, your per hour rate? Like if you were to go work for somebody today, which all of you are entrepreneurs, you probably wouldn't. But let's say someone said, Ellis, I want to hire you. Or Bill, I want to hire you. Or Samuel, I want to hire you. You know, or I want to come spend an hour with you and learn everything that you've learned in your lifetime. And I'll pay you for that. What would you charge them? Type it in the chat. If I said, hey, Bill, I want to come spend an hour with you. Now, you might do it for me for free because you like me and you know I would probably bring some good bourbon and we'd have a great time, but that's not the point. Okay, the point is I want to pay you for your time and I want to pay you exactly what you're worth. So what would your time be worth? Bill says $500. Dang, that's an expensive hour, Bill. Whew. I'd rather just bring the bourbon. Uh, what else, guys? Bill says 500 bucks. What is your time worth? What is your time worth? Seriously, one hour. I'd pay you. I'll pay you right now. I'll Venmo you right now. I'm going to come spend an hour with you. What is it? <laughs> it's a discount. <laughs> Thanks. Seriously, guys. If I'm, will, I'm willing to pay you right now, you're not willing to tell me what your time is worth? Cool. I'll just pay for Bill's time. <laughs> Hamad says 150. Dave says 500. Awesome. Um, Nolan 499. Okay, so 500 bucks. That's, that's a lot, guys. So I'm then my numbers are way off. My numbers are way off because the example I just wanted to use today was $100 an hour. Let's say you valued your time. Um, Samuel's making offers here. Sam, I do this every week for free, man. Just come and ask your questions. We can talk about something else, but this is literally, I mean, um, we're doing this for free right now. I don't do personal coaching right now. Maybe I'll do it in the future, but I run a mastermind and I give everything to them. Um, and and that's that's kind of how I split my time up right now. But what I want to show, let's say, let's just say your time was worth a hundred dollars now. We're gonna get into some really detailed stuff to help you start thinking like a CEO because most investors I know, because I'm in a community of them, spend their time on a whole bunch of stuff that people could do for less than a hundred bucks an hour. A hundred percent. Um, and so I just want to like show you something real quick and let me see if I can just share my calculator here. So let's say, let, let's just say you could hire someone for, there, there's a lot of tasks you could be doing, building this funnel, writing your ebook, writing emails. I mean, what are all the things that you do throughout the day? And there's just so many things. I'm going to show you some things to help kind of assess this. But I want to show you how you can get massive amounts of time and money back into your business. Because right now, you can hire a virtual assistant for $10 an hour or less. Okay, so let's say that virtual assistant is working $10 an hour times um, 40 hours a week. 
is $400 a week, okay? If they work for you for 52 weeks, that's 20,800 bucks. Write that number down, okay? 20,800 bucks. Now, is that an investment or is that an expense? Let's say you spent, I'm just getting using 100 bucks an hour. Let's say you $100 an hour, and let's just say you spend 20 hours a week, 20 hours a week. And I know some of you do think about, think about all the stuff you do that, you know, is not $500 an hour type work. Most of us are spending somewhere between 10 and 20 hours doing stuff that we know for certain is not $500 an hour stuff. I know I do it. A lot of people do it. Our whole community does it. Okay. Let's just say, so you're spending 20, 20 hours. So a hundred bucks times 20 hours, okay, is $2,000 a week times 52 is $104,000. Compare that to the 20,800 bucks that you could invest to hire a virtual assistant for 40 hours a week. That's a difference of $80,000, okay? Now think about it like this. You said most of you guys, those days were more important. If you're spending 20 hours a week, okay, 20 hours a week times 52 weeks is 1,040 hours. If you just divided that, to be conservative, I know a lot of you guys like to work hard. You're working 10-hour days. So you divide that by 10. That's 104 working days that you could get back to either be with your family, to put back into your business. If you could figure out what are the $10 or less than $100 an hour type roles. Heck, $500 an hour roll. There's a lot of stuff I would do for 400 bucks, by the way. But so there's a lot of, you know, so there's a lot that falls under that 500. So now you got to go figure out how do you get 104 days back? And this is what I want to talk about today. Anybody feel like after seeing that example, you're wasting some days? Days. We're talking about days of your life. Like when I did the math this morning, I was like, I want to show this example because I know this is real, but like, I need to know, I need some numbers. And I was typing out the numbers and I was like, oh my, this can't be real. I've done this equation like 12 times this morning because I was like, is this serious? Like how much time am I wasting? How many days? 104 days, 20 hours a week. Guys, you blow 20 hours a week quick. We do. And so um, this, you got to get real serious on, on how do you, um, you know, figure this out. And so here, here's something I want to show you. Let me see if I can find this app, but we'll essentially track your progress um, of exact, it's a timer. And so one of the things, or just do this this week, right? Do this this week. As you're going throughout each day, write down, have a blank sheet of paper, okay? Have a blank sheet of paper like I do, and just say, okay, from 9 to 10, what did I just do? 
10 to 10.30, what did I just do? And, and literally keep this with you because if you don't know what you're spending your time on and where time goes and you're not tracking it, how do you know? So there's apps on your phone. Um, I'll figure out what it is and talk and tell you next week. Or you can just write it on a sheet of paper. You've got to figure out what are the $10 an hour work type of stuff you're doing so that you can get that off your plate. Because once you do that, now we can get really serious about how to hire. So we just hired our executive assistant. I think I told you guys this last week, it's changed my life. And I'm going to tell you why. Because in order to hire someone, you have to onboard them. You have to show them your system. You have to show them your processes, right? You have to show them exactly what to do or they don't know what to do. And we're going through this. And we're like in the third day of onboarding. And, I, and, she, and we still haven't got through everything that it takes to run webinars and send emails and post ads and all this stuff. By the way, all the stuff I'm doing, doing all of this, and we finally get done and I think to myself, holy crap, all of that was in my head to do every single week. No wonder I can't create and come up with good ideas because I have so much crap I'm thinking about on a day-to-day -day basis that I am not free to create and come up with ideas and marketing ideas and talk with people and build relationships, all the thing that all the things that are $500 an hour type task or $10,000 an hour type task, right? Nobody can build relationships on behalf of my business like I can. I know that. Nobody can come in front of you and speak to you like I can. This is 10,000 an hour type task right here. But how was I ever able to create and come up with shows on my own? You guys want to know why I always interview people? Is because I never felt like I had enough time to create my own content. <laughs> Straight up. And so now I'm getting all things off my plate so that I can create and come up with great resources to really serve our community. How big of a portfolio do you need to have a higher virtual assistant? I'm a small timer now, only 24 doors. Rudy, you should have hired someone a long time ago, dude. Like the, the fact that you're not at 124 doors or 1200 doors, it, it's not of how big you have to be. You need this ASAP. You need this yesterday. You needed this at your first door because it only gets more if you want to grow and scale. And you need to be building processes along the way that you can give to somebody else so that you can go do the $500 task today, Rudy. <laughs> and I'm going to show you how to go find that person. I hope that makes sense. So it's not how big this is. I need it right now. And again, here's the thing. We hired someone 40 hours a week, Rudy. I thought to myself, and the big decision was, do I have enough for them at 40 hours a week? And the decision I made was, I'm not sure, probably not, but I rather have them now and know that if I want to come up with something more that's going to take more hours, I already have someone in place I can give that task to. That way I'm not thinking, oh, do I really want to take on that commitment? Does that make sense? So I'm, and it allows me to think creatively now because, oh, I already have another 40 hours a week that I can give someone on my behalf that doesn't require any of my time. So for me, it's, I'm, I'm literally on, on Sunday afternoon, I'm thinking, okay, crap, how do I, how do I give 40 hours to someone? It's kind of fun. Like, what do I want them to do this week? How do I, you know, I got 40 hours that I spend no time on. What, what should they do? So for me, it's a creative exercise. How do I maximize her time, Cheryl's time every week, right? On behalf of the betterment of our company. So I would say, I would say yesterday, 
So you need to assess what are those things. And then guys, you got to go find someone. So I'm going to show you a couple of resources today for how to go do that, how to look and find great virtual assistants. We use a company called My Outdesk, M-O-D, My Outdesk. Uh, you can write that down. They, you hire, you know, 40 hour a week um, virtual assistants. And that's about, I think, what we're paying. Cheryl, you can remind me, but something, somewhere around that range, 10, 12 bucks an hour. Um, the other way, though, like I do a lot is, is on Upwork. And so let me let me show you guys this on Upwork. This, this, will, this will be tremendously helpful. By the way, who, who's already using virtual assistants or who's not? Type in the chat. Are you using virtual assistants? Yes or no? Marv says no. No one says yes. Sam says they use three VAs. Awesome. This is not what I'm going to do. Where's my um, Google Chrome? So let me show you guys this. So <clears throat> job specific, Bill says planning on it. Andy says yes. So I, I use job specific as well. Um, and, and then I have a full time. And so let me just show you a quick rundown. If you're, if you're doing job specific or, or whatever, um, real quick, here, here's, here's the best way to kind of go and filter jobs or filter the best ones to find. Because hiring virtual assistants can also be kind of a, you know, screw your mind because there's so many and not everyone's that great. So here's how I look for folks. So let's say I'm looking for um, a graphic designer. Okay, so you go to Upwork, type in graphic designer. And, and here's what I always do. I go to um, job success. I want to go 90% and up. I want to make sure they've made more than $10,000 or more. And I want to make sure they've spent over a thousand hours doing this job. Why? Because they know, like, they know the job well. So again, you want to filter. I'm not really care about hourly rate at the moment, but you could filter by hourly rate. And essentially, this is how I'll go look for great graphic designers, um, people who are doing this. So let's say this guy right here, $10 an hour. So that's 99 jobs, 10K earned. Let's see how many hours he's worked, because that actually is really important to me because I want to make sure that he's uh, worked a lot of hours. So this guy has 2,800 hours of graphic design experience. So I'm like, okay, he checks that box off. Then the next thing I look for is what is his reviews? And what I'm looking for from a review standpoint is did someone take the time to leave a detailed review? Because that's how you know, you know, you think about when you go to a great restaurant, you leave a what? A great review. Sometimes you typically review only when it's bad, but if you really liked it, you'll leave a great review. And so, you know, this guy, I'll be honest with you, he doesn't have very many reviews, like, and all the reviews are short. So for me, that's kind of a red flag because I'm like, eh, people really didn't take the time to give him reviews. Is he that good? I don't know. So I'll, I'll, I'll go back and I'll keep looking. Right. And so, um, I'll come back in here and I'll say, okay, let me look for somebody else. This guy's got, he's 45 bucks an hour, maybe a little bit more than I want to spend, but if he can get it done fast, then, then maybe that'll be worth it. Let's look at his reviews. He's got the hours, you know, okay. There's some reviews. I don't see a ton. So reviews are really important to me on Upwork because I always leave reviews for my virtual assistants. And I think most people get an opportunity to do that. So he has some, so this, this guy might not be, but I'm looking for stuff like this, right? Like two lines, like this person took the time 
to really leave a long review. This is so, so helpful in, in looking for virtual assistants. And so again, guys, you're just assessing what am I spending time on? What do I need to get off my plate? Upwork is a great way to go do this. And here's what this looks like. I, I want to show you. So the other day, we're working on something for our mastermind. We're kind of building out our process. <laughs> this is going to, you guys are going to crack up. Okay. So this is my man, some path. Uh, he's an, he's a great kind of visual graphic guy. He does all of our slideshows and stuff. And I've already hired him for multiple projects. He doesn't work for me full time, but anytime I need something, like I have a couple guys to go do stuff. Like James creates email databases for me. Some path does all my PowerPoints. Wakas does my logos, right? So um, this is Sympath. And like, I want you to realize how simple this is and how bad of a designer I am. So I want to show you a couple of things. So I said, hey, man, um, I'm trying to turn this text doc I have below into a visual with our logo and color scheme. I'll post photos below. <laughs> so this is literally what I sent it because I want you guys to see how much time I would have wasted on this if I would have tried to do this on my own. And so many of you are doing the same exact thing. Because for a minute, I was like, how do I design this? Literally. So today, you're going to be doing stuff and you're going to be like, crap, I know I shouldn't be doing this. Because this is what happens to me. I'm constantly assessing, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? So I'm sitting here trying to come up with this design. I'm thinking, what am I doing? This is a $10 an hour task. So I sent him this and I said, hey man, I've typed it up. I want to turn this into like a process. And so I sent him this and, and then I was like, and then this is hilarious because I'm a terrible designer. I was like, let me draw it for him. So like I got out a big sheet of paper and I drew it <laughs> and then I sent him a photo of it. Okay. So this is, this is the photo. And then I sent him a screenshot of this is EOS. I was like, I kind of want it to look something like this. And like, imagine me trying to design this, like it would have been terrible. So this is a little, I was just like, this took me 10 minutes to, to put together. Like I typed it out, right? Then I kind of drew it of what I was looking for. I gave an example of like what this actually looked like. And this was the finished product. I'll show it to you. Um, I think it's super clean. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. You know, it, this is way better than what I would have ever come up with. And now we use this as a part of our process to show people what we can do inside of our mastermind to help them grow and scale their business. And so again, like I saved hours of time. And the thing that I kept coming up in our in our conversations with potential members was, what do you guys do? Like, what is a mastermind? How can this help me? And so I realized I needed to show the process of what we do. And it was hurting our business and it was hurting people coming into our community because they were kind of confused on our offer. And so now I have a very clear offer of what we do and can show people the value that we can bring to their business. This coming up with this process, guys, was a 10,000 an hour, ta hour task. Creating it was a $10 an hour task. Does that make sense? No one could have come up with this except me. Right, because I know our process. I've built it. I've, I've created it over the last eighteen months. But making it visual is a ten dollar an hour task, and that's the biggest difference. And so that, that's kind of what I'm trying to, you know. Again, so that's how we go to Upwork. That's how we use that. I would recommend starting to get a team of virtual assistants to do those things for you, so that when you have that idea, you got your go tos. Is that helpful? Let, let me hear some. And, and maybe you're, you guys are using other stuff already. Um, Dave says he's using his sister as an executive assistant. 
Um, you use like Hamad's is uh, Fiverr, which is which is great. Fiverr is good um, for sure for for a lot of those technical roles. I've never used Fiverr. I've just found Upwork to be easier. Um, Upwork tracks how and work diary for hourly rate. Yeah, exactly, Bethany. So it's super helpful. You know how much they're working, um, which is which is really really key. So Upwork is is a great tool that we use for this. And the other thing I want to show you guys, and this is because a lot of you and this. This is going to be controversial, but I don't really care. Um, the other task, I personally see a lot of people beginning to outsource now. And I'm going to interview, I, I found a guy who's doing this really well, and he's grown his portfolio to a couple hundred units already. He's outsourcing his underwriting. Now, we have a team of under, we, our team, we have underwriters in our team. But... I personally think there is a piece or a part of underwriting that is not what the CEO should be doing. Now, should the CEO you make final decision on if this deal makes sense and should you go forward with it? 100%. But a lot of you spend a lot of time doing initial phase one, even phase two on properties. When I do not think that's $500 an hour or $1,000 an hour, I personally know that's about a hundred to two hundred dollar an hour type role to find a good underwriter to really vet um, and 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 do deals for you. Uh, Dave, we'll get investor relations here in a minute, but let me um, let me show you another website that uh, I recommend, and the reason I recommend it is because my business partner actually this is one of his side hustles is underwriting for other companies. And um, he'll charge anywhere from $100 to $200 an hour. And he's helping a guy grow his portfolio to a couple hundred units in just the last few months. And the guy finds a deal, sends it to him. He'll underwrite it, you know, get back to him. And then the guy will assess it, you know, and look over it and make the offer or not. And so this is bullpen C, um, bullpenre.com. Anybody ever use this? By the way, I've never used it personally. Just know people who were on it. So by the way, the guy... My business partner, who I trust wholeheartedly, I would never do a deal without him because that's how good he is at underwriting. He spent thousands of hours underwriting deals to the point that like maybe 10, I mean, he might be considered a master underwriter at this point, <clears throat> could be for hire on this website that you could get for $125 an hour. And so, first of all, it's, he's, he's better than you in underwriting, <laughs> that's for sure. And you could hire him for less than the time that you said you're worth. And yet so many guys are spending days underwriting deals. If you really want to grow, right? If you really want to do more deals. Now, if you're only trying to do a deal a month or a deal a year, fine. but you're not, I know that's not you because you wouldn't be listening to me. So I don't like hanging out with people who only want to do a deal a year, <laughs> right? You want to do a deal a week. So this is a great resource. I highly recommend, you know, creating an account and, and really trying to find some folks to help you even with phase one. But again, you got to build that process. What are you looking for? What do they follow? What is that criteria? And if you've already done this a dozen, two dozen, a hundred times, then you should already know what that process is. What is that criteria? And for those of you who are just getting started, I think Rudy said he had 24 units. Rudy, 
build your process, my man, of what you do when you underwrite, what you look for, what are the no's and goes, right? Green light, yellow light stuff so that you can hire sooner rather than later. Because most people, man, will do 100 deals and still never process it out. So you're early enough to be like, these are the deals I've underwritten. Here was the process. Here's how I did it. Here's what I look for. Write it out, screen record it, whatever it takes. Do it enough times that you build a system and then you can start looking for guys like this. So bullpen CRE or bullpen RE, I think is a great resource. But let me show you what I, what I, what I had, okay? Before I hired Pete. Um, this is just how bad, man, I am at processes and systems and things like this. But I realize this is how we have to grow and scale. We have to have processes. We have to have systems. So this is our process doc for the live weekly show. Okay. And I mean, this is literally what I have. Okay. And this is all that it has to be. So Ellis introduces guests to admin assistant or cold outreach, right? Here's the email. And then like, I'll have links to here's the email that you should send. Here's the email you should send four business days out. Here's the email you should send 24 hours out. Um, you know, here's our landing page process. Like by Wednesday night, you should update the ClickFunnels landing page. Email marketing, like <laughs> just know this is not a great process, but this is, was a, this is a win for me. Cause I'm like, okay, all this, I'm gonna get it out of my head. Here's what I'm doing every week. Let's do this. And then Pete comes on board. He's like, hey man, this is good, but this could be a lot better. I'm like, okay, show me what you're talking about because I never used anything to show me like what I do every day. So Pete introduced me to monday.com. And so we took our processes off of a Word doc and we put them in a checklist. And the checklist is, is something that we can replicate week after week and people know exactly where they're at in the process. And so Pete, I will give you permission to share because guys, if you're not using monday.com, I highly recommend you um, use money.com. Go ahead, Pete. All right. So this is the same process I showed you guys. So this is our, our live show that you're on right now. And this is everything that has to happen every single week to do this. So just walk through how money.com works, Pete. Yeah, so money.com is, there's a lot of uh, intricacies to it, but we've just used it on a real simple, really line item setup. So really what we do is like Ellis had, he wrote it out on Word doc, but essentially what we do is we just put each and every task here in terms of line by line. We can establish who the owner is and who the, the accountable party is. And then everyone on the stakeholder team can be overseeing what's going on. And then really, it's just real simple. You can assign a status. So whether it's stuck, whether it's being worked on, whether it's done, not applicable. And then you literally drag and drop files and you can attach. Uh, you can attach from Google Docs. You can attach from um, Dropbox, OneDrive. You can link everything to here so you can work directly through here, attach all the files, but you can still edit those files on the fly and uh, in a collaborative fashion. But really all we do is we just, you know, and you can do this whether you're doing an acquisition on, on an apartment complex, we use the same thing. You just put all your due diligence items in here. You upload the files from your Google Drive and use a team. 
You can set automations in here so that you're notified as if the task above was completed, you're notified as you're next in line, but it's just real, real simple. And like Ella said, we can see from 30,000 foot where the team is, where the tasks are at. You can set, you can put note, you can come in here and you can add comments. You can say at Ellis, um, did you do X, Y, Z? And then he's pinged. So the communication becomes internal instead of in email or text or Slack. But the beauty with this is it just integrates so many different software platforms within this. And it just allows your team just to really see clearly what's done and what needs to be done. And, um, you know, it's, and then when you, when you set up a template, you just copy paste. Um, you can save all the stakeholders that are tied to it. And then you can re wash, rinse, repeat as you move on. Literally, this is what I would not go do guys. Yes. Dave's going to go get the money software.com today, but listen, Dave, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get, you're going to download the software. You're going to start playing with it. And it is not as easy, but it's not easy, man. It's kind of confusing and you haven't really put all your processes together. So instead of going, spending all this time, getting your money.com software set up. And if you don't have a peak, who's already used it, guys think like a CEO, what are you going to go do? You're going to go to upwork.com and on upwork.com, you're going to type in, in quotations, monday.com and for $75 an hour. You can get a monday.com guru <laughs> who's made $20,000 helping entrepreneurs set up monday.com for their business. Incredible. So yes, you need to be building these things out. Do you need to be the one doing them? I've never touched monday.com. Have I Pete? If I did, I probably screwed it up. <laughs> Never touched money.com. I'll be honest with you. I don't even actually look at money.com because those are all the things I don't want to do. Like those are our processes for our team and our show. And I, there might be a couple roles and I'll get tasks and I'll get notified via email. But like money.com is kind of Pete's domain and he's building that, controlling that for our team. And, and that's our process for our live show. So again, guys, this is in everything, right? Like if you're going to go do money.com or whatever, think about even in that process of building that, who can help you go do that? Because I want it fast. I don't want to spend two days figuring out money.com. I had a conversation with our website team today. I spent an afternoon building out what I want our website to look like and feel like. I went and did some research on who's got the best investor relations process because I feel like that was, a, that was an important task for me. Who's got the best investor relations process? Who's got the best website and capture process on their, on their website? Who's who, and I really, what I did was like, who's raising, you know, a million dollars a week. That's really what I did first. Say, who's raising a million dollars a week. What are they doing? I know who that is because I'm in the industry and I know how much people are raising and what their deals are. And so I just went and looked at their websites and said, okay, and I'm on their email list, right? So I'm already like hacking their stuff. So I'm like, I know what emails they send. I know what their investor process looks like. And then when I went to go, I'm, we're optimizing ours right now. I said, okay, this is what I want our website to look like. And this is what I wanted to feel like. And this, and I started just screenshotting, literally just like shift command four and putting it on a word doc. 
And then I met with our design team this morning and just gave him the word doc and said, Hey, here's, here's what we want. Can you build this? And he said, yeah. I said, how long? He said, 10 days. I said, okay, 10 days, give me our first draft and let's have this thing finished in three weeks. So, um, before I would have like trying to build this thing on myself and <laughs> it would still look terrible. So again, um, the whole point is just helping you think like a CEO so that we can grow together. And, and our hope, my, my goal is to really help several thousand investors, starting with this group right here, really be able to do that. Pete, Andy's asking, is monday.com like ClickUp? I have no idea. Never used ClickUp. I haven't used ClickUp much. Um, monday.com would be similar to Trello, but uh, I just find we found that uh, money.com just is a lot simpler. Like once you get money.com set up, it is, it's just like tic-tac-toe. You literally just, you know, upload a file, click done, click, and then communication is beautiful. And one thing I was going to mention too is um, for those of you that have a lot of different entities, you know, that you're running, you're, you're involved with different businesses. Um, I've actually got money.com for every business that I'm affiliated with. So all you do with inside Monday, you can go to your real, you can go to your real estate company, you can go to your lending company, you can go to your fund company, you can go to your, um, you know, your wife's salon and everything is set up in one-stop shop. I mean, you can just like click a down button and just click different companies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you just cool. switch between just entities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does this replace Slack? No, it doesn't replace Slack. Um, uh, Andy, in the sense that this is more of like a process software, right? So Slack, you're not really, you know, Slack, you're messaging, you're sharing resources. It's kind of a communication software for us, like a text platform, kind of all in one where money.com is really following checking off our processes so we, we use we use them differently um than, than monday.com so slack is like how we connect and all of our teams there so that we can you know if we have an idea or whatever we, we do it in slack but our money.com is really just following processes can you do that in monday.com i don't think so maybe pete well monday.com is is more of like a, a work platform right. like a collaborative tool it's got a great communication platform within it. So it just allows you to get everything off of text. Like even with Ellis and I, like you end up having communication across four or five platforms. It, get, it gets buried in your email. So monday.com is great where all the communication is in-house. You It pertains to all the documents you're working on. So if you're using Slack in your company, it would allow you to do all the communication inside Monday you know, along with all the file and the, uh, the documents you're working on, um, you can integrate Slack too. It's, it's kind of an API where it allows you to work with Slack and dozens of other platforms within monday.com. It all affiliates and connects in the back end, but it, um, Slack is more of a, a communication platform with the ability to share files. Whereas monday.com is actually like a, giant file storage right. work 
space with right. the ability to communicate. Let's bring let's bring Dave Dave up here. Um, Dave Dave wanted to talk, ask him questions. He's been super interactive in the chat. Dave, I appreciate you, man. Uh, what's up? Hey, what's up, Ellis? I really appreciate it. Um, your big help. I just had a quick question. Um, I was actually looking at you know we talk about modeling and things like that. I was looking at somebody else's uh, executive summary and I saw something interesting in there where they actually outlined you know, who they were going to hire as a part of managing the fund and what they had listed in there was investor relations. Now I don't have that pulled up in front of me, but is that something, it's not that I don't have any desire to speak with investors. It's just obviously very time consuming. And you talk about creativity and creating content. You may get some type of, for me, I'm, I'm very much like you. I may get a block if I, if I have to spend, you know, five hours a day talking to investors so is that something I've never heard? I'm not familiar, but um, would that be something that you could kind of make a 20 or $15 an hour task? I mean, $40 an hour task. I mean, ha have you thought about doing that? Oh, 100%. Uh, we will do it. Not for $40 an hour, though. I mean, for me, you know, and stay on here so we can chat about this, Dave, like your investors are the lifeblood of your company, right? I mean, I think it's one of the most important parts of, of a real estate company or your investor base. So I would never bring on someone for 40 bucks an hour. I, you know, I mean, I see that as a very significant piece of who's interacting with the people that are funding my deals right now. That's just me, but I'm building a, I'm building a, a word doc of everything I say. I record all of our calls. Um, I'm creating a Q and a doc so that eventually I can train somebody else to come and take that role on. So um, I, you know, personally right now, I, I, I'm not there. I mean, a great example is, is one of our advisors in our community, Dan Hanford, you know, CEO of PassiveInvesting.com. They just got over the half a billion mark in like three or four years. And I know Dan personally, he just hired an investor relations guy to come onto his team and, and essentially take over communication. But Dan did that for about two and a half years, man, up till they were about $400 million of assets under management. Um, he took every investor call. Um, and so, you know, it just depends. Could he have done it earlier? Yeah, I think so. I don't know why he waited so long. I'm not really sure. Um, but, but knowing Dan too, he had processes that really kept those things in order. So, you know, every new investor he'd schedule a 15 minute call with, you know, his executive assistant would follow up to make sure that call was scheduled whenever they filled out their form. And here's the thing, man, if you're spending, you know, the other thing you might consider doing is just getting better at being on the phone. Like when you get on a call with an investor, First thing I always say is, hey, John, excited chat, man. Look, I got about 30 minutes, um, but my, these next 30 minutes, it's all you. Um, I'm here. Let's let's get into this. That way he knows I don't have 35. <laughs> I don't have an hour. I have 30. Or if it's a new call and then just, hey, John, excited. We have a 15 minute call scheduled, man. I'm really looking forward to meeting you and hearing how I can help you. Uh, let's chat. So we have 50, I pre-framed him to say, I got 15 minutes. Sure. And that's really important. I think you should be doing because again, it just kind of builds that timeline in. It also just shows like your time's valuable. So is your investor's time. And let's make the most of this 15 minutes. Yeah. I think, I think that actually answers a question 
you kind of answered my question uh, in a different way, but um, it's almost like I should I should stay doing investor relations because I am good at that. I'm, I don't mind speaking on the phone. It's almost like I need to streamline my content creation and basically be able to get it out of my head and then give it to somebody else on Upwork, something like that. Here, make an ad. Here, make uh, make make my transcription a blog. You know, make make my my blog look pretty. Whatever it is. Um, so it may maybe I'm looking at it from the wrong angle. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. 100%. Yeah. All the stuff, man, that drives investors to your page, you should outsource, right? In the sense of from a technical standpoint. Now, you still should be the one creating that stuff, like in your head, you know, like this is what I want to create. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I, and I wrote the ebook in my head. I didn't write the ebook on paper. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and I'm I in drew, the same place. I, I had to. I said, I'm in the same place. I had to stop because like I was writing stuff down and I was like, I just need to hire a copywriter. Like yeah. I need to train, like I need to, I need to speak all this out. I'll have it transcribed. And then I need to just meet with a copywriter and let them kind of go do the rest. Because like, like you said, my, my brain's like a, like a locomotive and it doesn't stop. And like, I just need to like, I need to just get stuff out of my head, but keep the train rolling. I yeah, can't. And, and the other thing too, man, uh, I, I would highly recommend, which I'm doing now is like, I got 10,000 ideas, but I figured out that I need to process one thing at a time. So for example, we, we just built the process on, like we wrote an ebook. Okay. But I also want to go write all this other crap, but I need to build a process around how to publish an ebook first. So now that I've wrote an ebook, what do we do with it? Because now that we've written one, and if it works, we write a second, a third, a fourth. You know, my team's got to be able to know what do we do with that ebook? Because just because we wrote it doesn't mean squad, right? Like we got to get sure. it in people's hands. We need emails from that. How do how are we taking, you know, you downloading the ebook to getting to this webinar? Well, we had to build an automation sequence on the back of that. So, but now we have it. And so I would just say too is make sure you're creating a process around that content creation so that um you know, so that it's ultimately getting what you want. But I think you're right on, man. Like, I wouldn't give up the call um, yet. I mean, I think for sure you definitely want to. I mean, Blackstone, you know, what's his name's not sitting there taking investor calls, <laughs> you know. Um, but I bet he did. I mean, when you read his book, he was the guy, you know, hitting the pavement those first few years getting in front of investors saying, hey, you know, will you – where you put your first 20 million in. Um, so I think early on, man, that is a very important role. And it's, that's very hard. Now, here's the other thing, though, like writing emails to investors once deals closed, you know, and keeping them updated. That doesn't have to be you, right? In terms of, um, I mean, Robert Martinez, another guy, you know, an advisor, we're doing a mastermind together. He has an investor relations team. They're responsible. And he has a guy personally responsible on the 20th of every month. They have to send an investor report out to all their people. Um, and it's his responsibility that, that email sent on the 20th of an update of how the deal is going. So there are things that you can for sure outsource, but I would say if you're early on, if you're under 200 million, probably take that on right now. The Got it. Well, I appreciate your time very much, Alice. You're a big help. Yeah, man, absolutely. And hey, Dave, if there's other thing I could, I could recommend, try and record as many of those calls as possible. Yeah, um, no, I'm all about that. I'm going to start recording everything. 
Yeah, yeah, that way because the the thing that I can't replicate on a page that I'm that I'm, that I'm realizing as much as I write down, I can't replicate my tone. Um, I, it's yep. hard to teach my tone, but I think the way I speak to investors, to our mastermind members, is a very important part of the culture that we're trying to build. And so um, I just wanted to, you know, I, I'm recording mostly because I want people to realize how I talk. And, you know, unless you listen to me 100 hours, it's going to be hard to replicate. So I would highly recommend trying to record as much as those calls as well. If you want that part. Now, if you don't like, if you're like, I wish somebody was better than me at this, then great. But I, it's not that I think I'm the best. I just have a, I, I like the people and the culture we're building. I think a part of that is, the way that I relate to people. And I want to try and replicate that as much as possible. Yeah. And I think, I think you don't always see it when you're the one doing it, when you're doing the talking, you're the one doing the interacting. It's like a subconscious thing. You don't realize your tone. You don't realize your passion and your voice. You don't realize the emotion in it. And it's overlooked a lot because it's maybe not a statistic on paper, but I agree with you entirely because you may have somebody that's just as excited as you um, but they probably don't understand um, kind of your emotion. You know what I mean? Um, oh, Andy. Awesome, man. I'm glad you got my card. Yes. I don't know if you guys do that. The, writing a thank you card to investors or just having something. I feel like it's just a good touch. Took me forever. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There were multiple times, Andy, writing that thank you card. I'm like, could I outsource this? <laughs> but I was like, no, this is important. And this is this needs to be handwritten by me. Um, and so I sent all those out. So I, we sent out like just a thank you card to, I mean, folks spend, you know, invest 50, our average investor in our last deal invested $71,000 was our average investment amount. You think about how long it takes someone to make, I mean, everybody's different, right? Some people make 70 K in, in a day. Some people that takes them a year and some people that takes them several years, either way. If you guys are raising money from investors, I just, and I think all of you realize this for sure, but just to say it out loud, it's a big deal That's that someone, you know, as much work and, and time and creation that it, and mental energy that it takes to create $70,000 to then go invest, meaning they're not spending it on themselves, they're not consuming it for their family, they're taking that and investing it. I just like every time someone invests, I'm like, freak, man, this is big responsibility. So, um, you know, I think it's worth writing a thank you card. Yeah, Andy, yeah, second one he's ever gotten. He's invested in a lot of deals. Do you get a lot of traction with investors for your ebooks? I don't have a lot, of, I don't have any ebooks, Hamad, um, for investors. The thing that we've, we have got a lot of traction using is a checklist, a due diligence checklist. So early on, when I was going on podcast shows and growing our investor base, we had a passive investors checklist. Actually, if you go to ellishammond.com forward slash checklist, I think that's the, the domain. I have no idea. I don't really use it anymore, but I think it's still there. You can download my passive investing checklist and check that out and shoot, get it, get someone else to create a lookalike for you um and use it because that works I found that to be really helpful we're not utilizing paid ads look at pete he's already found it there it is for you guys so that's a great lead magnet for investors um 
the thing that we're getting real serious on is YouTube taking our YouTube videos and turning them into TikToks and Instagram. And guys, I want to let you think you think this is a joke. I'm going to show you a text message. It's going to blow your mind. Wait, watch this. My wife, she's like, why do you make TikToks? What are you doing? <laughs> TikTok? Yeah, TikTok. TikTok goes the money, okay? Because let me show you something. You guys don't know who Larry is, but let me show you this, what Larry said to me. This is real proof. Larry says, I've been watching your TikToks. I have money to invest. Would be curious to know what would you do with $250,000? Most of my assets are in individual stocks. I've been looking to, diver to diversify some cash holdings into something else. Is this something that you actively do? <laughs> yeah, Larry. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do, man. I can help you. Thanks for watching my TikToks. So um, we're not doing any paid ads, but we do a ton of content creation. And then we're trying to figure out, again, how do we just get that stuff out? So TikTok, 250K investor, he's ready. We've already had the call. He's onboarded. He's ready to write the check. So, you know, content creation, man, going, you know, if you check out our YouTube, my YouTube, Ellis Hammond. So we're going to take our long form content on YouTube, already built, uh, hired an editor, got a process built of how to take our long form on YouTube and then create that into kind of micro content that we can get out on Instagram and TikTok from now on. So you'll be seeing a lot more content from that. We'll, we'll for sure do a YouTube like a YouTube special only on one of these webinars because it's a really cool platform and you can actually see um, from YouTube analytics what people are actually watching on every video. So like when people click off or they stay, like you know when they're when they're engaged. And so we'll our team will actually just use those segments of things that we know people are already watching. And then we'll take that stuff and create micro content. And um so we're raising money from, from TikTok. That was my first one. I, not a lot of people are hitting me up on TikTok. But if it can work once, it can work again. So we're going to double down. Yeah, we'll do that, Hama. For sure, man. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right. I love doing this, guys. It's so much fun. This, for me, is like my 10,000. Like, if I could just show up every week and just get in front of people and just inspire and equip and help it's probably all I would do. And and then calls. I like actually the sales calls and, and going through that. Just those two things. I'm going to get to a place where that's all I do. I'm just not there yet. All right, guys. Much love. You know how to get in touch with us. Email us events at thekingdomari.com if you got any questions about stuff that's coming up. And uh, we'll see you next week. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to thekingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers.